Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Get dressed, ye women and ye men, in Tommy John each day. Remember, it's the perfect gift to give this holiday. (laughs) With over 18 million pairs sold to good boys and girls just like you, Tommy John is rearing in this softness season with a gift to those who made my nice list. You deserve a special gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear. One people all throughout the land, Tommy John's family wore underwear and loungewear upon each This holiday season, make everyone in your family that much more comfortable with the holiday gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear. For the holidays, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash victory. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash victory. See site for details. Okay, so let's pivot here and take a look at the Giants' injury scenario heading into this game with the Commanders. Okay, so if you actually looked, there was a a tweet I saw out there that people tracked this. Of the top five teams with guys missed due to injury this year, three of them currently, actually only two of them currently hold playoff spots. That would be the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants. Uh, Seattle is right there at five, but they're currently on the outside looking in. So right off the bat, it shows you this is no fluke. What we see from Giants land with all these injuries is a reality. They, you know, yes, people can talk about the war of attrition in the NFL, but the Giants are right there at the top as far as all these games missed due to injury. That's a real thing. And look, good job by Brian Dable and company keeping the Giants in playoff position. But yes, I think, you know, hand in hand, the Giants were never this deep roster. And we've talked about that all year long. So you know, they could ill afford to constantly keep losing bodies. And you had talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The reinforcements were coming. The reinforcements were coming. And then the Giants had a little bit of a back step when Adoree Jackson gets hurt. Wondell Robinson goes down for the year. McKinney. McKinney. And it felt like, well, the reinforcements weren't quite ready. And they're taking on water with these injuries. Now, McKinney is still clearly out. There's now reports he might have this cast off. We'll see how many weeks away he is. Adoree Jackson, he's one of the few listed as do, did not practice. By the way, we're taping this on Thursday when there won't be a practice off Thanksgiving week. So we're basing a lot of our things off Wednesday's injury report. But other than that, it feels like the cavalry is coming. Now, Ben Bredesen probably still out this week. It seems to be trending that way. But when you think about it, I mean, Paul, we've been talking about Aziz Ojolari all year. I mean, the Giants' pa- best pass rusher from a year ago, you know, had had some moments when he played briefly earlier this year. You're getting him at a time where Kayvon Thibodeau seems to be coming into his own. Uh, I mean, talk about that injury first before we get to the other ones. I think Ojolari's a big deal on Wink Martindale's defense now. No question about it, because now you can bookend him with, with Thibodeau, who, by the way, is trending upwards. Right. We've seen that now over the last month. As the Giants have sustained so many injuries and they've had their struggles, the one constant in the last month is that Tibbs is just trending upwards. Five quarterback hits last week, nine quarterback pressures. You know, even Wink said Prescott did an absolutely miraculous job to do what he did despite the pressure from Thibodeau in Dallas. 
Uh, I think the thing that you got to remember about the Giants right now is that the secondary is still hurting. Now, Moreau's got a real good chance to make it back. And now he's the next one. Right, yeah. For experience purposes, you'd like to have him back. No question. Yeah, he's uh, not a Dory Jackson, Paul, as far as being able to shut down or you know another team's big receiver. He was a guy we have to remember that we picked off the scrap heap. But nonetheless, yeah. he's had a very solid sound year. And at the very least, starting him and getting him back at least allows some of those guys that you had to really play up in snaps to take a step back and go back towards depth purposes. No question. No question. Now, there's still no McKinney. So obviously, you're going to be looking at Pinnock back there. Right. So it's fair to say the Giants secondary is still operating at significantly less than full strength, which means if this defense is going to buckle down and do what needs to do to win these division games, the burden is really on the front seven. It's yep. on it's on those guys up front. Wink has to basically put it on their shoulders and say, fellas, listen. It's going to be up to you. You're going to have to clog those lanes. And more importantly, you're going to have to do better on your pass rush. It's not going to be enough to get pressures. It's not going to be enough to get hits. You're going to have to get home and you're going to need actual sacks. You're going to have to help out that secondary because they're not what they need to be. So you guys have to do a job and a half to bring this thing home. And that's why Old Jolari becomes critical. Look. He was that close to making it against Dallas last week. Yep. But they didn't want to take a chance because these soft tissue injuries, you know what happens, Sean? You tweak them, yeah, and, that's and then you're out another month and a half. Right. They knew. They knew the, the value of the Dallas game compared to the next three games on the schedule. And that's why they held him. That's why they held Evan Neal. Okay? Because they know these guys. Bellinger the same way. Bellinger was real close to making it too. Right. But these guys are all coming back now because the Giants understand the significance of what's in front of them. And they need these guys to be able to produce on the field. And we're not talking about 15 snaps. We're talking about four quarters of hell in a cell, baby. Yeah, and let's talk about those offensive guys for a second. Obviously, Bredesen is still a key one that feels like he's still maybe another week away. But let's face it, everybody, and Paul, we had this conversation after the Cowboy game, and, and the big chatter was, what is going on with Saquon Barkley? Why does he look hesitant? Even if it was a shoulder injury, you know, legs, legs, legs. Well, let's also correlate things. I know the Texan game might be the outlier. They lost Daniel Bellinger, who was a two-way tight end, was an excellent blocker and had groomed that. They lost Bredesen, both in that Jaguar game. They lost Evan Neal as well. And, and, you know, there's no coincidence you saw cracks in the run game the moment they started to lose guys like that. Now, Evan Neal, yes, he's a rookie tackle that has had his struggles in pass protection. However, if you look at his sacks allowed the last three games he played compared to the first three games he played, there was improvement. He was getting better as a player. So could there be extreme rust this week? Yes. But in the run game, I think Evan Neal, as much as Tyree Phillips gave them something, at least it also allows some of those other linemen to go back to that jumbo package as well. And Bellinger, let's face it, he's a better better blocking tight end than Lawrence Cager. Those guys coming back offensively, for all we've talked about the lack of wide receivers and lack of weapons, the Giants' bread and butter being able to run the ball, they should fundamentally be able to improve in that area just by getting these bodies back that were so instrumental early in the year to the run game. You don't even know how right you are, Sean. Not, wow. only, did, right. not only did you hit the mark, you hit the bullseye and then split the dart. That hit the bullseye. Not and bad. Why is that? Here's why. 
because the Giants are a heavy right-handed team. If you look at their plays this season and break down the onion and go through the layers, what you will find is that they prefer to run to the right side because they have a right-handed quarterback and their strong side is going to be the right side more often than not. Right. Bellinger's going to be on Neil's shoulder. He's not going to be on Andrew Thomas's shoulder. Andrew Thomas doesn't need help to, to keep guys off his quarterback or to plow his way in front of Saquon Barkley. So what happens? Not only are you talking about taking Bellinger and Neil out of the lineup, two very important blockers, you're also taking them away from the very spot that the Giants want to run the ball. Yeah. See, so your point isn't just right on. It's emphasized because that's where they want to grind it out. And they couldn't do it with those two key elements to pave the way for Barkley. That was as big a problem as anything for Saquon over the last month. Yes, I'm sure he's hurting some. Yes, I'm sure his gas tank was a little bit low. I get the wear and tear from the first half of the season. But when you take the front two wheels off of your car, how do you expect it to drive 60 miles an hour on the turnpike? And in some ways, it's a good thing, right, that the Giants relied that much on two rookies that were performing at that level that allowed them to do their bread and butter. But to that point, Paul, we're talking about everybody being on the commanders and kind of getting off the giant bandwagon that they've lost two straight, which is understandable. You know, is the average national analyst looking and going, oh, yeah, Daniel Bellinger and Evan Neal are big deals? No, because they're not, you know, star names, but they are. They are obviously big deals to what the Giants do. So, again, Getting those guys back, getting those guys healthier. It looks like Feliciano is going to be healthy with that. Ironically, it feels like Nick Gates is now going to kick over. And this is what we talked about with Nick Gates, right? His versatility to play all over the offensive line. I went back, watched some of the things. I was pretty impressed with the way he played at center. I dare I would say he, I thought, was a little stronger at center than Feliciano had been at points this year. But Feliciano might be a better center than he is a guard, and we trust that Nick Gates can open holes. That's interesting, too. Gates next to Thomas could be a strength. All right. Here's the here here's the reason the Giants are doing this. It's because that combination is the best combination they have. It's not about is Feliciano better than Gates or right. vice versa. Right. It's about getting your best five guys on the field, right? Right. All right, Sean. Now follow me on this. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind, and you're entitled to disagree, that Jonathan Allen and Duran Payne, as a combo, are the best defensive tackle duo in the National Football League. Yeah. You with me? I, I, I'm with you. And by the way, we're going to get to this in the closing part. Deron, ba- Deron Payne won the game for the Commanders on Sunday. Yes, yeah. he did. With the tip pass. Yep. Okay. Now, these guys are outstanding in clogging rushing lanes when they're playing tight side by side. Not so much when they go with the wide nine formation up front. Right. Whenever they do that, the Giants need to audible out and run between the two of them. Because there is a gap there that you could run a freight train through. And I saw the Falcons take advantage of it several times last week. And I've checked with some scouts, and they told me the same thing. When those two defensive tackles decide to go extra wide in a pass rush mode, you can run right up the middle. So that's an interesting thing I want you to watch for. That's interesting. But, But now, here is an interesting dynamic. Those two guys have caused hell for a lot of interior linemen this year. Well, you're not going to out-technique them. And you're probably not going to outmuscle them. They're just too talented. So how do you deal with those guys? You put pit bulls in front of them. 
Nick Gates is a mauler, okay? Feliciano is a mauler. Glowinski is a tough son of a bee on the field, especially almost in the it, run Paul. game. You almost said it. All right? <laughs> These three guys, with their attitude, their mentality, and their style of play, all three guys are scrappers. That's the way you have to play against Payne and Allen. You're not going to outpower them. You're not going to out-technique them. you got to get down and dirty, wrestle them to the ground, and you got to be scrappers. This is exactly the style of interior alignment that could potentially neutralize those two. This is a very big part of this matchup. No doubt about it. And by the way, you know, it should be noted the, the symmetry and the irony. Nick Gates suffers that gruesome injury by sliding from center to left yeah. guard versus Washington last year. So it's got to feel like a full circle moment. You know that he will be revved up and ready to go and give the Giants all they need at left guard.